You're listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn, where you'll find uplifting and practical advice for everyday living, creative inspiration for do-it-yourself projects, and recommendations for books and resources that will encourage you to embrace your life repurposed. I'm your host, Michelle Rayburn. Hey there, thanks for joining me today with 15 minutes of your time as we talk about creativity. Now don't tune out if you think you're not a creative person because I believe you are. If someone were to ask you if you are a creative person and you say no, I'd say you might be wrong about that. You might be just thinking about it in very black and white terms. I think you might be more creative than you think because it has to do with creating meaningful new ideas and methods, putting together point A and point B to create something new. It can be innovating in so many ways. So yours might not include paint, glue, or words on paper like some of my creative pursuits do, but I believe you have some sort of creativity waiting to be tapped. I often hear people say they have no creativity, and while I do agree that there are different levels of artistic ability and creative interests, I believe that we all have some degree of creativity, and I'm going to give you some examples. My husband fabricates and welds parts for cars. He loves to restore old trucks and he doesn't paint or draw, but he can come up with concepts and create parts that didn't exist because he can't order them online. And so with some metal and a welder, he can come up with something. That is creative work, even if he doesn't think it is. One of my sons loves to listen to records and music, and he likes to put creative words on a page. I have another son who can create cool things with a CNC router and a hunk of driftwood, and he can come up with all kinds of really cool stuff that's kind of artistic, but yet done in a wood shop with heavy-duty tools. Some people dance, some people code software, Some people paint, others innovate. But I think when you look at a dictionary definition of creativity, I think we all have some. Here's the definition from dictionary.com. It says it's the ability to transcend traditional ideas, rules, patterns, relationships, or the like, and to create meaningful new ideas, forms, methods, interpretations, etc., originality, progressiveness, or imagination. I think you can find yourself somewhere in those descriptions. You are creative in your own way. God made you to be able to form connections between ideas and imagine better outcomes. And sometimes what happens is our own creativity gets really squashed and cramped by the things that go on in our everyday life, the things we put in our brain, the things that are going on around us. But I believe God made you to be able to create those connections between ideas and imagine better outcomes because that's part of being human. We're all innovating and we're creative in our own way. I've discovered it's important to make space for being intentional with my creative thoughts. And I have a feeling that that's something that you might need a little bit of a nudge on too. My degree of creativity is so affected by my environment. It's affected by my level of overwhelm, the noise around me, the chaos in what's going on in my life. It can be affected by sadness when something's going on, when somebody that I love is hurting. Um, It can be overcommitment. It can be just so many different things. But there are times that as a writer, I get stuck. Writing is one of my biggest creative outlets. And I get stuck there and I just realize that I can't give up. I have to find ways to get it flowing again. So what I've done this week is taken some of my ideas for growing creativity 
as a writer and I've adapted it into a different list that would apply to more general creativity so that if you're not really into writing, you don't have to feel like you have to be just like me. So I want to share some of that with you today and you're going to get 10 ideas today to get your creativity just really flowing and charged up. And then there's a whole list of 48 ideas and you'll be able to get the rest of that from a free download sheet that you can print. It's called 48 Ways to Cultivate Creativity. So you're going to find that in the show notes at michellerayburn.com slash 94 to be able to get that PDF file on your email and actually set some goals for yourself as well based on those 48 ideas. I'm going to ask you to take three and make a plan for how you're going to incorporate those in some way in your life. So let's talk about the 10 ways that you can cultivate creativity just to get going with the top of the list. Today, I want to focus on what to do when you feel stuck. Now, why am I talking about this on Life Repurposed? Because I think there is something so rewarding about having creativity in our lives and recognizing the places where we use it. And I feel like it gives us new purpose. It really connects to so many areas of life. I've had to use creative solutions in my marriage, and so it affects relationships. I've used creativity in my job, in my hobbies. I've used it in my finances and in so many ways. So when the creativity won't flow or you can't come up with a solution for a problem, then you often will feel stuck. And that's what happens to me when I'm writing or when I'm maybe trying to come up with a design because I love to do graphic design. Sometimes I just get stuck and there's just nothing new. I try a whole bunch of things and nothing is working. And then even the most fun pursuits can become like so stressful because I just don't have the creativity flowing. So these are 10 ways that you can get those creative juices flowing again. If you're ready to keep going on a project and you just need to charge that up a little bit, this is how you can get it going so you can get focused and get that creative brain working. So let's go through this list of 10. And like I said, it's actually a list of 48. So you'll have to get the rest another time because otherwise we'll be here all day just having me run through 48 ways that you can be more creative. So let's do number one, take a 15 minute walk. This is something I used to do when I worked at a marketing agency. Every so often I would just go outside and walk around the block that the building was on. I didn't do it often enough. There are times when, you know, we try to muddle through and we don't realize that just taking that 15 minute walk resets your brain, gets you feeling like you're in a different space and you come back and tackle something. I do this when I'm writing. There are times when I've done like a writing retreat where I go away and do some writing and I get to a place where I'm just stuck. And that 15 minute walk doesn't always include being outside because sometimes the weather doesn't cooperate. It could be actually taking a walk downstairs to throw something in the laundry and then back up. And, you know, it could be just a little stroll around the house. So it's just a break and movement, getting my body moving in some way. Okay, here's number two. Set the timer for 10 minutes and clean one area of your desk or workspace. This is something that I do if I find that creativity is not flowing and I'm looking at all the things around me, whatever's in view looks like work to me, like there's something that needs to be cleaned up or put away. Now, I tend to try to keep my office super clean because I work from home. I'm a freelancer, but there are times when clutter starts to pile up and that really affects my creativity. It also affects it when I'm quilting or something like that, where there's just all this stuff out and it's just too much in the way. So if you set a timer for 10 minutes and you just go to one area where you're working 
then it will often give you that reset that you need, give you some space to work, and you might enjoy the creative activity a lot more. Number three, daydream. Take a notebook outside in the backyard or go to a comfy spot and see what thoughts come to mind. I don't think we give ourselves enough time to daydream. In fact, I look back at grade school and I think there were times where daydreaming was not something that I was permitted to do in school. In fact, on report cards, there were comments from, I know, at least one teacher that said sometimes Michelle is off in her own little world daydreaming and I don't know what she's thinking about. That's because sometimes we just need to pause and daydream. Even when we're doing math problems, sometimes we need to have that little break so that we can just let our brains go where they want to go and then come back to that thing. So it doesn't even matter what the task is. Sometimes it's a creative solution for something or sometimes it's more, I just need to daydream because I'm thinking of the next fun thing that I'm going to do. Whatever that is, give yourself some space to daydream. Number four, make music. This could be playing an instrument, but if you don't play an instrument, that's okay. You can play the radio. You can sing off key if you want to. It's fine. You can play air guitar. You can play air drums. You can do so many different things that are musical that don't involve having to have musical talent. And this doesn't mean anybody else has to see it. So your creative music can be what you want it to be. Music has a way of really speaking to us, whether it has words in it or it's just instrumental. There's something about music that really gets our creativity going. I can't have songs with lyrics when I'm writing, but I can have some instrumental backgrounds. So sometimes even while I'm working, I have music going because of how it really helps creatively. Number five, this one is kind of fun, doodle. Doodling engages the brain and helps to calm a restless mind. This is why some people doodle all the time. My husband doodles in church, and he, from the time we were teenagers and dating, he did that. He would sit and, and draw just little stuff on his bulletin in church. There are times when I would look back at old school notebooks and see all the little things I drew in the margins. Sometimes doodling just is what keeps you connected, like your hand and your brain, and you don't need to do anything with it, but some people create some really cool doodle art too. This is just one way of giving yourself a little bit of a break. Maybe you're in a meeting and really struggling with focusing and you need to focus. Doodling is another thing that helps there. Number six, create atmosphere. Now, some people really, really need to have atmosphere when they're going to do something creative, and some people just need a little something. So here's an example of really needing atmosphere. That would be if I needed to be like by the ocean in order to write a book or something like that, doing something creative or painting by the ocean or in the mountains. That's a pretty big move to get yourself by the ocean or get yourself in the mountains. But sometimes there are things you can do to create atmosphere right at home. So for me, it's a candle. It might be one of the woodwick candles that crackles. So it sounds a little bit like a fireplace. It can be music like we've talked about. Sometimes atmosphere is silence. So we just need to make room for silence. Sometimes it's opening the window. There's something about fresh air that can really create atmosphere, especially in the spring when everything smells so great with apple trees blossoming. I like to fill the bird feeder outside of my work window because then I have something to watch and I crack the window a little bit and listen to the birds chirping out there. There's just 
something about that atmosphere that works for me. So you have to find the one that works for you, the thing that inspires you. But it can be super small. It can be a scent, a sound, or comfort, or something like that that you use to create atmosphere. Number seven, this one's a little bit different. It's switch projects. This is what happens when you're working on something and you feel stuck. So let's say you need to come up with a creative solution at work. So this isn't really hobby time. But if you're really stuck and you just can't come up with the next idea, I find that it helps just switch to a different project for a while that has a different kind of a focus. I do this when I'm editing, when I'm graphic designing. Um, There are times when I might be creating my calendar plan for what's coming up and I feel like, oh, I'm just, I don't even know where to put stuff anymore. I just have to switch to something else like cleaning up my desk or filing something or processing emails and then I can come back to it. it. This can work in your hobbies as well. If you feel like you just need to switch, maybe you're a woodworker and you want to switch to a different process, whatever it is. If you feel that stuck feeling, I encourage you to just change it up and try something different and you might find that the creative energy comes back to do the other project again. Number eight, keep your brain stimulated by doing something like a crossword puzzle or a word game on an app like Seven Little Words. Um, These are things that make you think but also make you have to problem solve. And so that really helps me with creativity to do some things that keep my brain engaged. But it's also a good break to do like on your lunch break or something like that. Sometimes what we need in order to keep our creativity going is to move to a different place of work. This is number nine. Sometimes when you're in like, say, your office and you need to come up with a creative solution, I like to take my laptop and move it to the living room or move it out to the back deck and work on something out there. There were times when I have left my office at home and gone to a coffee shop just because I needed a change of scenery. And I can sometimes get so much more work done at a coffee shop than I can sitting at home because I I just start to feel stuck. I use that word a lot in this episode, but that is really what happens is our creativity gets stuck. And these are some ways for us to unstick our creativity. This is something that works too if you're having to prep for, say, an event you're going to speak for or an event you're going to coordinate. You could do some of your planning somewhere else because you just need to get a change of scenery. And so it works. It really does work to come up with those creative ideas. Sometimes it's the library if you need something quiet. Like I said, sometimes it's outside. So move to a different place to work. And number 10, the last one, give yourself a deadline and ask someone else to hold you accountable to it. So one of the things that I have found when it comes to even creative things is that there are times when if I have no deadline, I just leave it for another time. So someday I'm going to work on this hobby. Someday I'm going to get that project done. Someday, someday, someday. If I give myself a deadline and I tell someone else about that deadline, it helps me, especially as a writer with working on a book. That is something that's often squeezed in between other work time. And so that's an example of something where having a deadline really helps. Um, If you're a quilter, you know that having a deadline of, say, an event really helps. If you're trying to make a quilt for somebody's baby or wedding, you know that you're on a deadline and you know that it works. And so it doesn't always matter if the creativity shows up. You have the work to do and you just do it. 
and the creativity comes along behind. And that's the idea of just doing it, is that when we get ourselves engaged in a project, then our brain starts to catch up a little bit and the creativity starts to flow. So that is 10 different ways. I want you to think about like what's going on in your life where you need to use creativity. I can't possibly know everybody's situation, but for some listeners, it's going to be something that you need to do as a mom. For some of you, it's going to be something you need to do at work. Maybe it's in your downtime, your hobby time. Maybe it has to do with a new skill that you're learning and applying. Whatever it is that you need to have a extra dose of creativity for. I want to cheer you on and say, you can do this. I believe you have the creative energy within you. I believe you have the creative talents and gifts and abilities and all those things that you need. And so I'm here to cheer you on and push you to believe that every person was created with some degree of creativity and that you can apply it to whatever you're working on, whether it's your hobby, your work, or anything else in between. Today's resource is the 48 Ways to Cultivate Creativity sheet that I put together for you. It's a simple resource. It's just a list of 48 different things. We talked about the first section of things to do when you're stuck, but beyond that, it talks about habits. It talks about excuses and how to put those behind you. So there's 48 different things there that have to do with cultivating your creativity. And like I said, we just did the first part. We only talked about what to do when you're stuck. That is not what the whole worksheet has to do with. At the end, there is a worksheet that you can fill out. It's basically just some notes for you to say, hey, these are the three things I would like to try. These I think could help me in my own creative pursuits. And there's a spot for you to put a date for where you're going to put that on the calendar so that you can do it. So if it has to do with creating atmosphere, when are you going to create that atmosphere? What are you going to do? Do you have to buy something? Do you have to get some candles? Do you have to make a playlist? Do you have to get a bird feeder? Like I mentioned, a bird feeder. Do you have to get more light in your room? Whatever it is, put a date on the calendar. This is when I'm going to set up the environment and set up the atmosphere if I'm going to do crossword puzzles as a way of keeping my brain engaged, do I need to get a crossword puzzle book or an app? You get the idea. So you'll want to take an action step and only you know what that action step is. So I want to make sure that you have that opportunity. So you can find that by going to the show notes at michellerayburn.com slash 94. And there there's an email box. You can just fill that in and you'll get that PDF to your inbox and you can print it or just use it on your computer or your device, whatever you wish. You can just print the last sheet if you want to use that in your journal or just write in your journal. Don't even use the sheet. So it's totally flexible and up to you, but you can get 48 ways to cultivate creativity by signing up there. So that's all I have today. I'm going to be back next week with another guest interview and continuing some of those interviews from the Life Repurposed book and all of the ways that God has repurposed the lives of the women who tell their stories in that book. So please do tune in next week to hear another story. You've been listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn. Check out tips, resources, and inspiration at michellerayburn.com. I'd love it if you would subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, or Spotify. I'd also love it if you would like, review, and share the information about this podcast with your friends. Thank you so much for listening.